Ask the Podcast Coach for August 13th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. There's no music to dance to. Oh, well. Live from PodCamp Pittsburgh, where I just got off the stage doing a keynote that did include a strip tease. Whoa. So that was great fun. Whoa. Uh, describe that for me. How did that go? Uh, what it was is I started off in this. I will describe. I had this lovely um, black and white striped kind of typical polo shirt. Mm-hmm. And I, the whole thing was kind of a big long because of my podcast story um, explaining the, the side effects of a podcast. You know, the fact that you're going to meet like-minded people and you'll build relationships and you get a better understanding of your audience and blah, blah, blah. And I said, in some cases, you get employment. So I explained how I got hired at Chancellor University because I knew about podcasting. I got hired as the director of podcasting for the Newbie Expo. And I said, and I actually got hired at Libsyn, at which point I put took off my glasses and ripped off my shirt and I'm wearing a Libsyn shirt. So nice. There we go. Yeah, it's, so, it can work itself into a job for sure. I mean, I think you're you're the perfect example of that. I mean, I do it at work now probably half time. So yeah. Well, and then and I said, and there are a lot of people now that you know, they graduate from the school of podcasting, and then they go out and become audio editors. So, yeah, you know, it leads to money that way as well and all sorts of other fun stuff. So, but the fun thing is I usually have like 15 browsers open with Facebook and I'm like, I have no idea. So if you, if you have a question. Today uh, would be the day to join us. Today would be the day to join us. Absolutely. Um, hey, tell me a little bit about the conference there. How big is it? What's going it, on? That kind of stuff. It's an intimate affair. Um, and which one is it? It's Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm going to say. And Lipson's out of Pittsburgh, right? We're out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, Crystal is doing most of the podcasting. She's doing podcasting 101, 102, or 101, 201, and 301 today. Um, so she's doing a bunch of sessions. Uh, Elsie's here as well. And I'm going to say. Somewhere between, I'm going to say around 50 people, because it's Saturday morning. People are kind of rolling in a little late today. Um, There's a shocker. Podcasters rolling in a little late. <laughs> yeah, and it was hilarious because it was like church, because the way this hall is set up, you have, it's like a really small theater. And you have a bunch of seats up front, and then there's a aisle, and then there's a whole bunch of seats, and everybody was in the back rows i was like okay it's like church here so i'm sitting there talking and it's like everybody's way way back there i I make people come forward in that case i'm like hey let's just take a few minutes everybody move your way up i hate that yeah i was i was tempted to uh to do that but uh oh no it it, my talk went off great it was kind of weird because usually i'm trying to think of unique ways and this was all just kind of like rah-rah podcasting stuff and what was really great about it is i'm going to say there were seven people here who had a podcast and the other 40 people do not. So I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. You guys need to hear this. And I said, if you do have a podcast, realize these are the things that are possible. So it was kind of, and then uh, what I didn't realize is when they asked me to be the keynote, I thought they moved my, because originally I was going to talk today at two o'clock doing that exact speech. So I'm like, Oh cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll just use it as the keynote. No, they gave me the keynote in addition to my presentation. Nice. So at two o'clock, I'm not doing a presentation on how to grow your audience because I'm like, that's just one you can, again, just pull my string and we'll go to town on that. So that's, you know, it's interesting. So there's a, a Facebook post out there. So still having this uh, Trent is who, who says it. He says still having massive issues with gaining viewership. I see other podcasters with thousands of views per episode with the same episode count as me. My max is 30. So there is still a, I think there's, well, first of all, Dave, don't you think there's a lot of podcasters who are maybe overinflating their numbers a little bit? When they oh, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't I, you think? I, 
I don't think you should feel too bad, right? Uh, yeah. From that standpoint, I think some of us get a little bit ahead of ourselves when we're reporting our numbers. Uh, he says, uh, I've been, I've been working very hard to refine my show and add quality content. I've tried advertising over Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. How can I gain? Oh, we hear this all the time. How can I gain viewership and sponsors? What are you going to, I mean, what's the gist of your, of your, your talk there? What are you going to well, you, tell you got, you got to start that you, where's your audience? You know, who is your audience and where are they? Because you might be making the podcast that you think they want and you're not. Um, you know, I've done that um, in, in, in marriage. You think you're gaining all these great points with your spouse because you're buying roses and you're taking out the trash and all that. And in the end, it's like, no, really, I was kind of hoping you'd be doing this. So you have to know, you know, what your, what does your audience want? Because you may be putting out all this work and, you know, it's just not what they're looking for. Um, is your audio not in, is, are you delivering it in a way that's non-distracting? Because I have, I always say it's really hard to make bad sounding audio these days. Oh, people are still pulling it off. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, every now and then where, um, you know, you get the one occasion where I had one, I, I'm, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but it was hilarious. They just kept repeating the same phrase. Mm-hmm. Like for the first 15 seconds, it was just like, you know, it would be like me going, you know, holding a water bottle, holding a water bottle, holding a water bottle. Right. Holding the, and I was like, and I'm like sitting there listening and I kept listening thinking, okay, where are they going after this? And then the next thing that came in, they sounded like this. Mm. They were so far away from the microphone. And then they finally got to the other thing where they were way too loud. And I'm like, okay, number one, the beginning thing with just the repeating words made me want to tune out. Then you had something that I had to grab my volume and turn it up to here. And then you, if I had turned up my volume, you would have blasted my head off. So those are things that, you know, are you delivering in a way that people can consume without having to, you know, ride the volume knob or just tune them out kind of thing i think i think the days of bad audio are are where it's acceptable is over to be honest with you i i i the more i listen the more i hear the more i work with people i just don't think we can get away with it anymore i think if you come out the gate and you know so you got a really professional sounding you know you, you hire somebody on fiverr or whatever and hey this is the whatever show and we're glad that you're here and that sounds pro and then you come in and your audio is bad I think folks go, well, there's because there's so many things to listen to right now, right? Seven years ago, eight years ago, there were a couple hundred of us doing this thing. And, and so, no, you know, people thought it was just cool that they could do this. And I think the quality expectation, especially, you know, we've captured what? We have a quarter of the United States, people, people in the United States, adults in the United States have at least listened to one podcast. So, We've got the easy folks. In fact, I think we've overreached the easy folks. And now we're getting into the hard, the hard to get. And I think it's going to take really good production. And then having a, have something to say that's not what everybody else is saying. Like, right. you know, it's, it's the challenge in tech podcasts today. Like, what can I, I mean, I'm going through this revelation myself. It's like, what can I cover that everybody else is not covering because everybody's covering the things that are being covered, you know, if that makes any sense. Or how can I cover it in a, in a new way? You know what I mean? Or is there a different angle or something like that, that you can cover it at, you know, that's, that's a whole other thing, but it is, it's, it's tough. And, and, you know, in the end you, you do need somebody to give you some feedback to let you know, yeah, this is what I want. And so that would be the, the first place I would start. And then, 
let's go with it. Okay, you're delivering exceptional value. Well, then you still have to promote it. And that's the other thing. Now, he said he was, what, using Facebook? Um, yeah, I think the, the the standard Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, whatever that means. You don't really, iTunes isn't really a promotional device anymore. No. <laughs> In fact, it's almost an anti-promotional uh, device. But, um, well, that's know. it. I, I have, uh, I see that a lot with people. They're like, I want to be listed in every directory that I can. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, here's iTunes, here's Google Play, here's TuneIn, here's, you know, Stitcher. And then, you know, there's tons of different places you can list them at. I said, but, you know, this is still not the 10,000 download golden switch. You still have to, because, you know, let's say you're doing a show about NASCAR. Okay. Are, are NASCAR people going to these places to, you know, find your, your show or no, they're going to Google and they're searching for it probably if they're, you know, word of mouth or word of mouth. I think that still always continues to be the most powerful, right? Yeah. Uh, Rob, the, um, the virtual ticket from podcast movement is now available. And so the first thing I went over to was Rob Walsh's and, um, I got to pull some stats out of that. He explained what new and noteworthy actually does for you. And it's, it's not impressive. And then he explained, what was the other one? He had a great example, and I was like, oh, I'm so going to just have to steal that eventually. He had a picture of The Sixth Sense, you know, that movie where I I see dead people. Mm -hmm. And then he had a picture of The Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp in it. And if you think about it, they spent millions of dollars promoting The Lone Ranger. The bad news was that movie was horrible. It was terrible. And people found out quickly on the first weekend, this is a horrible movie, and that thing tanked super quick. The Sixth Sense did very little promotion and everybody was just calling each other going, you've got to, you got to go see this movie. I can't tell you about it, but I'm just telling you, you got to see this movie. It's awesome. And and so word of mouth really made that show go. And I was like, that is just a, that's a great example of, of that. So I think that's a big part of it. And so that's where you have to make it easy to share your podcast. You know, do you have social links and things like that? Um, which would help, but in the end you've got to, um, you know, you've got to get it, and I've I've said this. What are you going to be recording today that's going to make your audience go, "Oh man, I can't wait to tell so and so about this." You know, that's that's and it's hard to come up with that level of content every week. I know I don't have it every week, but you know when it's um when it's Troy, you know Troy Heinrich's story just keeps going and going. He's now he just got back from L.A. where he got to host this thing, and uh, he's going to send me in an update on that. You know, that's just cool. Um, um, and, and I'd say, Dave, uh, early, less is better. So if you're a new podcaster and you're, you know, let's just let's go back. I just Trent, I think is who, who that was. So, uh, Trent, I would say, um, you know, if you're if you're going, if you're getting 30 and you're doing an hour long show, shorten that up to a half an hour. Get, uh, make it tight, like leave them wanting more. Get good because it's harder to deliver more content better, right? And so, you know, shorten it up, get it to 30, get it to 20, get it tight, practice your craft, get, you know, and get that feedback. Randy Cantrell had asked a question, you know, what have you guys altered in your delivery based on feedback you've gotten from your audience? And in those early days, you have more engaged, take those 30 listeners and really make them feel like they're a part of the startup of this podcast and that their, their opinion matters. Yeah, my show is longer because of my audience. I, I still think it's too long, but I've had people, when I went to um, uh, the New Media Expo in New York, and I talked to my listeners, I said, what's the one thing you wish I would do different about my show? And like, everybody said, make it longer. And I'm like, really? Well, you're, those are your most engaged listeners, though. Right, they're, that's true. They'll give you feedback because they're yeah. engaged. 
engaged and they'll always want more. Um, I think you have to be careful with that feedback, by the way, because yeah, you may drive. There may be some folks who who are would never get back to you. They would not send you a note, but they're engaged in what you're doing. And if you start stretching it out, they may start dropping it off. Um, I I had some feedback this week uh, from one of my listeners on the tech show and. We've been doing more focused on community tech. So like what's going on in schools, what's going on in government, those kinds of things along technology. And I got the Z's across the email. Like, nice. you know, and now for every one of those, so I could be tempted to just be like, oh, I've got to get back to hardcore tech. For that one, that week, I heard from seven people who said, man, I really love this focus on these topics. I really like this adult conversation. And so you have to be careful not to, to knee jerk. And that's easy to do when you're early, right? In those podcasts. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're trying about eight different formats. Now that in itself in an early podcast isn't necessarily bad to try some things out and right. see what you get from some feedback and those kinds of things. It's, it's, um, I, Hey, a great example of this. Listen to go back and listen to the Spreaker live show and mm-hmm. listen to how Rob they're in. He's in the 70s now, but listen to the first 30. The Those he I mean, he changed formats. He changed uh, co-hosts. He changed yeah. to get that kind of the right feel for what he wanted. And now him and um, Alex, uh, Alex is yeah. on there. Yeah, Alex. And they've got them. They're in rhythm, you know. So, yeah. you know, there's sometimes it just takes a while to find your voice, you know, find that find that spot. Yeah, because Randy says, on one hand, he'll get a, a positive comment saying they like his laid back delivery. And then when somebody else will say, you need to pick up the pace. Yeah. And that's where you just got to realize you, you gotta can't be please you. you got to be you. I sent a note back to my guy and said, maybe it's time to move on and find a tech podcast that you like better than mine. Because we're not, this is what I'm going to do. This is the feedback. Yeah. I'm getting way more positive feedback on this style than your negative feedback. And I, I appreciate you listening to me for the last 273 shows, but maybe it's time to find another show. Well, I think it was, it might have been the guy from Zen Shark Media that said there is conversations that you can do with everybody. So like I could, we could start off this show and go, man, what about this election? I mean, Trump seems crazy and Hillary's a crook. Oh my gosh. And just leave it at that. And you would probably go, oh, I know it's crazy. What are we going to do? You can do that with anybody in any post office in America. Or you could say, what about this heat? Oh, my gosh. And, the, and you could go, oh, man, and the humidity. Oh, I know. Holy cow. Hope it rains soon. Great. That's a conversation you can have anywhere with anybody at any time, and you're good to go. But it's not – I'm not going to go to my friend and go, you are not going to believe what I heard at the post office. I was talking to this guy, and he said it was humid and, like, really humid outside. It's, it's so there's, there's, there's conversation that you try to – that anybody can participate in. Okay, great. But – it's not something that's going to really impact them. But when you start talking about something specifically, you're going to have some people are like, Hey, that's really cool. I love this adult conversation. Then other people are like Z's. Okay. So I think it was, uh, Joel Osteen, the happy Jesus man was saying how his, uh, his dad had a church where somebody was like, they had changed the way they were doing their service. And they're like, well, you're not doing like the way they are. And if you guys don't change, we're going to leave. And they're like, well, you know, I hope you find something you're looking for. Here's the door. Yeah, because yeah. this is where we're going. Well, you know, when you feel strongly about your whatever you're doing, your message, whatever that happens to be, I think at yeah. some point you because if you let feedback run everything, you will be a swerving, winding mess because you'll just one week you go this way and the next week you go. And there's there's always listening to feedback. But 
if you're passionate about what you're talking about and that's your style and that's what you want to do and the kind of it you're crafting it into the way that you want it at some point you've got to fire your listeners who try to get you off track because they will they will they will send you that stupid feedback that's like z's you know and you're like hey look if you're if you know if you don't have enough constructive criticism for me right I'm not interested in listening to you. Well, how how do you improve on that? You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, hey, you're it was a little long or or you know, I I don't yeah. I don't like the fact that you have one guy and one speaker and they're like how do you improve Z's? It's like, okay, great. Thanks for thanks for the feedback. Well, and yeah. he he was constructive early. I mean, he had said, "Hey, I don't like when we go off this way into the community kind of education whatever." I do. And I really like it and I'm getting some good positive feedback on it. So, but you, I guess it all goes, you're never going to please everybody. No. All the time, right. You, you're going to have to pick your thing. You have to pick your battles, be wise uh, in that. This is a, mm, the first or second time I've told him, you know, there's other podcasts out there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I, and I just did a thing where we always worry about that negative feedback. And so Thursday I went to my lips and stats and I'm now at 1.3 million downloads for the school of podcasting. And I've had four one-star reviews. And I said, you know, I said, first of all, I'm excited when I hear about a, a, a one-star review because in a world where we're just surrounded by remotes, somebody got off the couch and went into iTunes, found my show and wrote a review. I'm like, so I, I did move them in one way or another. And I said, but that equals not 3%, but 0.0003% of my audience gave me a one-star review. And I said, I can live with that because you can't, you can't please everybody. It's just the way it's going to work. Be you, right? Be you do your thing, tweak it to make you happy in that. Cause listen, a happy podcaster will have a happy audience. And so if you're out there and you're not, it, it will, you, they, you'll hear, we'll hear it in your voice. If you're not liking, first of all, you just stop podcasting. If you don't like what you do, right? This is how podcasters fade. They're like, oh, God, now I got to go do it. Some, you know, continue to live your passion. And, uh, and Dave, your passion's podcasting. And you can tell in everything you do, you go at it with gusto and, you know, just like, man, we're going to nail this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you listen to your audience all the time and you, they, they're doing things that you don't want to do, eventually I think you get tired and drop out. I, I worked for a place where I was doing training, but I was also tech support. And we had a thousand different franchisees. And so when you would call up, you'd say like, you know, and the, I'll throw them under the bus. The name of the place was Performa and great people working there, but the owner's a complete idiot. And, um, in my opinion, and, uh, so people would call, yeah. So people go liable, Dave, don't you you know how bad that ends? (laughs) Right. So people would call up and, and I would say, you know, what's your franchise ID number? They'd be like, Oh, I'm B36 or something like that. And I could look up your account like that. One guy, said, I feel like a number when you say that. So the, the king of the company came down from his throne and said, if anybody asks for a franchise ID number, you're fired immediately. You will not get a box because that's the way he ran his company. I'm the king. And it's like, okay. Well, he didn't realize he just added about four minutes to every phone call because I'd be like, you know, what's your franchise? And they'd be like, oh, it's Performa Pro. And I'm like, oh, okay, we have 47,000 of those. Um, is this the one in Georgia? And they're like, no, I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm like, okay, is this Gary, Steve, Linda, or Cheryl? And then finally, they just go, do you want my franchise ID number? And I'm like, I'm not allowed to ask for that, but if you'd like to give it, that would be helpful. And so, you know, it was, in, in the end, it ruined the whole support, like, team because it added all sorts of stress because of one guy. And I was like, oh, that's the horrible, but. You know, as he put it, it's his company. He can do it if he wants to. And I'm like, okay, that's your yeah. thing. 
Yeah. And that's well, it, one it, of the reasons why I left. <laughs> at the end of the day, I think in podcasting, people are attracted to you and your personality, not your podcast or what even, even sometimes your content. Now that, that can vary, right? If you have terrible content, but I think we get attracted to personalities. It's what makes, you know, it's what makes those guys like Gary V and, you know, those, these success coaches. It's what makes them so attractive is people are attracted to their personality. Many of them will not waver on what they believe to be true. They're like, nope, this is the way it is. I think what you think of, um, why can I not remember his, the guy, the, the money guy, you know, talking like this. Uh, oh, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Dave. Why can I not remember Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Dave Ramsey won't waver. You know, no. he, this is the way the things are. He doesn't show. care what his audience put in. And he has found a successful, uh, you know, format yeah, yeah. that goes over and over and over and over and over again. And people just love it. They love the consistency, the consistency in it. So find your format, be consistent, build your own, you know, build your own brand from that standpoint. Yeah. And then well, I had, I had somebody in my session, they, I, at the end, I'm like, if you guys have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. And she said, well, how do you, how do you stop from being redundant? She says, and I said, well, tell me about your show. And she's like, well, I basically have people on and you guess what she said? I kind of asked them the same questions and I'm nice. like, okay. Yeah. I said, well, you know, and she said, and I said, well, let's look at, I said, you know, somebody who's done that, you've probably heard of him, John Lee Dumas. I said, but look at the questions he asked. He walks people through a story. Mm-hmm. I said, so you might just want to ask people. So yeah, what's your story? Asking questions, right? Yeah. It's, it's more than asking questions. Yeah. And I said, and go back to what is your audience want? I said, you know, I said, my audience wants to grow their audience. They want to talk about gear. They want to know, um, you know, maybe opportunities that are out there, things like that. But basically, we all want to grow our podcast. I said, so anybody I bring on is going to be talking about one of those subjects. It's otherwise, what's the point? You know, you can tell me how successful you are in your business, but if your business doesn't help my audience grow their podcast, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And so I said, so, you know, and, and I went back to the whole Glenn the Geek uh, rule. You know, it's not the size of the guest that brings the value. It's the value in the guest that makes, right. you know, the guest thing. How long ago was that podcast? Was that a year ago? It was uh, 377 or something like that. Was that a year ago? I think it was, wasn't it? It'd be a while. Yeah, because it was after it was I, I met Glenn. At, it was after podcast movement. So it's been a while ago. I think it's been a year because so I have a I have a vent I have a sponsor who I got out of that interview right. So Glenn said just ask, and I'm like I'm silly. Why don't I just ask? So I went out. So LastPass has been a sponsor of our show for the last year. They they we we did a deal where they sponsored my mobile app on Spreaker and some extra dollars for advertising. Well, it's come up for a full year. And I sent him a note the other day. Hey, you guys want to go another year? And they're like, send me your numbers. You know, what What are we doing? And what, you know, it's the value in it, the value proposition. And they sent a note back just the other day. Yep, let's do it again. One more year. So we're, you know, we locked them in for another year. That's the great, I mean, apparently they're seeing the value in being in that right. relationship with us. We mentioned them every single show. They're a part of our mobile app. I mean, there's a lot of great things there. They reached out to me this morning and asked, hey, we're interested in being a guest on other people's podcasts. So if you're in the tech space and you want to talk about password and password security and some of those kinds of things, I'm just throwing that out there. Right. Contact me. You can send me a note, Jim at the average guy.tv, and I can make that connection for you into LastPass. They like to be, um, they like to do a few more tech podcasts, but that's um that's one of those things where it i you know i cpm we don't care like right. it doesn't matter like it's it's like hey here's here's a dollar amount 
here's the value you get. They sponsor the app. So if you download my, if you go to homegadgetgeeks.com, both my Android and iPhone app are branded LastPass with LastPass sponsor. So we're great. They're a great um, sponsor for us and they fit well into our community and all those things they should. So that's a, there's an anniversary celebration of a, of a second year of a, of a sponsor based on that podcast. That's cool. And that's the, the fun thing is when they re-up. That's one thing to, do to get them the first. It's when they re-up, you're like, all right, cool, this is working. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, and I've gone after a few other that way and had mm-hmm. some success with some and not others. Talk.to was one of those. They did, they mm-hmm. sponsored some travel for me. And, and you know what? Though I just don't work it as often as I could. I think if I sat down intentionally and just reached out consistently to folks on Twitter and had them on the show. And, you know, I like to get them before I even ask them, I like to get them on the show to talk about what they do first to make them a right. friend of the community, get to know them, then, then pursue the sponsorship. Uh, opportunities, but make it make it affordable, make it right for the for the audience. I mean, my audience is not that big. I'm, I'm 1500. So that's not a lot of people are like, Oh, you got to have 5000 before you get a sponsor. Right. Well, that's apparently not true. So you know, you can you can do those things with with as little numbers as I have. And I, I, I consider 1500 based on the peers I hang out with to be pretty small. Um, yeah, we have a sponsor full time annual sponsor. It's pretty cool. Well, that's another one. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but you're you're up there if you're you know over a thousand because Rob breaks it down by if you have this many downloads, you're you know four percent of the audience. If you do yeah. this, and, but I hear that five thousand number being thrown around all the time for sponsorship, yeah. right? And yeah. I kind of go bull. You know, no, not not. I've heard you say this too. If if you got the right sponsor and the right audience. It's it's irrelevant. I think I think Glenn said that last time he was on the show. It's just irrelevant. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then, well, that's it because just because it's and I, I can't say who, but there is somebody that contacted me that is getting very close to working with Microsoft potentially. And he said he said as much as people are saying go after the small people, he goes for years I've been going after a really big fish. And he goes, and, and they might get in the boat. He goes, we'll see. Nice. But um, so that would be interesting. Yeah. And, um, so it's, it just takes a lot of work. Well, it takes yeah. consistency, I think. And it takes a little salesmanship, right? If, you, if you're not a good salesman, find one. Uh, find somebody, partner with somebody who is, yeah. and, and maybe they're not good at something you're good at, and you guys swap services because it takes some – you got to find people. You got to convince them that 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 it, you know that they want to give you their money, and then you need to close the deal. And yeah. that's closing the deal is not a, not um, intuitive to a lot of people. They they go on and on and on and on and on. It's like close the damn deal. Yeah, you know? so that was me. I, I I grew up demoing the equipment, and then the salesman would walk in and close the deal because yeah. I just did not have the heart of a closer. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, hey, they so we, they brought up Blab yeah. in the chat room and uh, R.I.P. Right, uh, Blab, and it, I saw the blog post out there. What a weird blog post, by the way. I didn't, I didn't get to. Re- I just saw the blog post as we were setting up here this morning. I, I didn't. What did they say the reason was? Because some of it, I the, the I got like halfway down, and I'm like, well, bull crap. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. It, well, was, what went wrong? Right. So they yeah. said we took a hackathon project and it took three weeks to build and it grew it from zero to three point nine million users. The average day, the daily user spent 65 minutes a day on Blab. 
Um, those were great signals. So what went wrong? Of the thirty of the three point nine million users, only ten percent of them came back on a regular basis. Why? And then they go into this and, and they this call it out like. They, the the stuff they wanted sucks. That's what they said in, in there. They're like, hey, the water cooler conversations, the off the cuff stuff, the right. stuff that we drove to, we found out isn't very good. <laughs> and, Shocking. Oh, yeah, apparently. And um, and so there was this, they, he outlines this, this tension between broadcasters, that's us, and the folks that just want to come in there and, and produce you know, stuff. And they even call out Shrekarelli in the, in the, you know, the Shrekarelli effect, the guy who came in, you know, the jerk who was the drug company guy. And then he was doing daily oh, yeah. labs. Right. And, and, um, and so it's, it's, it's a well laid out blog post they do, but basically they were kind of like, uh, we couldn't, we could not control the business model and it grew faster than we could handle. And, you know, the things that we wanted to do weren't very interesting. <laughs> I, again, I think they have all the answers in there. Like they, they could have, I would have catered to the people who actually were making money and could pay for things. Now, I know they keep saying, we don't need money. No, everybody needs money. Yeah. <laughs> that never made sense to me. We don't yeah. need the money. Well, then you give it to light me. Light it on fire. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take it. Give it to me. I could do more with it than you are. So, um, yeah. So they, they, then they, they kind of go through the top 10 highlights and lowlights of, of, their time on blab. So it lasted a year, a little over a year. And uh, here's what it did do. I think it really got us to think differently about the way we do these kinds of programs, Dave, because we weren't doing them before. I mean, we do these on Google plus, but it's not as easy to invite having right. a chat room. So good for blab, right? They kind of, they broke, they, they broke through a wall on a new kind of medium to get this done. Yeah. Stephen in the chat room says they, they claim they're relaunching. At the end, they say they're going to relaunch Blab. Well, they say they're working on something new. They learned a lot of things. Let's see if I can get the. Uh, let's see if I because I mean, quote. to me, it doesn't seem much to like. Here's how you fix it, guys. You start charging for it. Uh, you fix the things that are broken. You put a limit on how many people you can have in a room so it doesn't crash and burn. Done. You know, it's like there really wasn't much. I mean, that's easy for me to say from this, you know, with, with zero coding knowledge and, yeah. you know, but. Well, here's what they say. What's up next? Our team is already working uh, furiously on the next evolution of Blab. Instead of broadcasting, we're building an always on, and those are in quotes, place where you can go to hang out with your friends. Again, they're back to hanging out. I, it's just, ugh. basically, wow. we're, uh, we're taking what worked and doubling down on it. It's not ready yet, but we'll let you know when it is. You know, they mentioned Twitch a couple times in here. And, and like, Twitch is a great place to hang out, but it's still around. I mean, the, the value in Twitch is people want to watch this gaming content, right? Right. So the, the hangout part of it's just a side business. It's just a, it's a result of what happens when you're watching people do video game stuff. And I think here people want to watch good content and the hangout stuff is just a side. Like they're trying to make a business out of the, out of the, the, um, uh, the unintended consequences of what happened when we do these kinds of things. It's great. We have this community. We can do an after show. We hang out. All that stuff is great. But what brings people here is this kind of content, right? The the well produced, well thought out, well planned, right. kind of content that happens. And so, I, I I I don't know. I just I'm so confused by them. I'm so confused by their leadership. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't I don't get the. We want just people just hanging out, talking about, man, how about that game last night? 
you know, just anything, the whatever. Well, and that, hey, the that game, Michael Phelps knows how to swim, huh? You know. Well, it was even worse than that, Dave. It was Shrekarelli sleeping in his bed while people talk. They didn't even talk about things. It was awful. <laughs> like uh, that's the worst of the worst. There are plenty of great sports podcasts right. and right those kinds of things where right. they talk about the game. I think of you know Corey and IVNV and some of those. Th- those are great sports podcasts. They have. They have substance, right? But what didn't have substance is guys, you know, smoking and joking and whatever. Right. And yet they, they're going to double down on that. Like, and maybe they just have too much money. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they have too, and they can just do whatever they want and they don't care. And so, you know, I don't know. I, it astounds me that they're on the very edge of being able to dominate this. You yeah, know, it'd yeah. be like Google saying, nah, we don't want a browser. <laughs> nah, now yeah. browsers aren't browsers aren't the important thing, you know, in, in in any of this. And you're like, no, it actually is. So it's it's confusing to me. Yeah, I know. Uh, Robert asked, is there any platform that we could go to that we pay for? And I'm like, well, right now I'm pretty happy with Fire Talk. I don't. Aside from the weird microphone thing, I'm so I'm petrified right now to move in any way. <laughs> Because, uh, but that that wasn't a fire talk issue. I think that was my. It might have been hardware. Who knows what it was? It was causing the problem. So I'm pretty happy right now with fire talk. It it seems to do what I needed to do. You know, if you want to come on in, just uh, click on the little icon down there and um, request to join, and I'll, I'll let you come on in. Mark says Mark has an interesting comment. Says maybe Blab, like many companies, uh, were built to be acquired. They never were. So Plan B. That's a very that's a very possible, although, yeah, it's very possible. Uh, Mike Howard says, I really don't care about Blab, Fire Talk, or any of the others. I want a consistent place to go each week for the live shows and listen to, like the, you know, like the live page on the, on the podcast website. But, uh, Mike, I agree with you, but you do really care about them because you need them to be consistent and you need them to be regular. You need them to work, right? You need a service. You can't create that. You need it to work. So it's not the name, it's the value that the name brings in, in providing the service. Yeah, and Mark Johansson says, remember, free is not a business model. That is true. So we're, we're going from Blab, which was free, to FireTalk, which is kind of free, free for us. We're not using it for yeah. the yeah. things they're making money on. Um, $10 so a month, and, and uh, it'd be pretty good if you, if you got some podcaster controls. Well, the other thing I thought was stupid about the Blab thing is they said nobody came back for the replays. I don't know. Maybe because you gave me the audio and video to post anywhere I wanted that wasn't Blab. Right. You know, why would I put it on? If, if they said the only place you can see the replay is Blab, maybe people would have come back. But everybody took your audio and video and threw it on YouTube. Well, Discovery, the- Discovery was terrible. Yeah. It just broke and it was just awful. So. Yeah. It's too bad. Well, maybe they'll come up with version two. That will be better. And and I I love like this medium is so good for podcasters. It's so good. I mean, yeah. it, just, it just works for what we're doing and uh, to get to get a live audience. And and I may I need to test this at work, but this may be we tried Blab. And of course, I get blocked. It was, you know, it's blocked in our mm-hmm. environment or whatever. And then all the problems that they had. And I guess I'm a little concerned before I take an enterprise podcast to a platform like this. I want to make sure it's going to stay around a while. We have not had the trolls here that, that have been, and maybe maybe that'll happen as it gets more popular. Yeah, because, I mean, with Blab, you could you had to log in via Twitter, but it's so easy to make a fake Twitter and come on in and go crazy. So here you do have to kind of sign up via Google or whatever it is. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure eventually we'll have somebody will come over and start making fake fire talk accounts to come over. I saw somebody at the very beginning was promoting some sort of live chat thing that I was like, 
okay, that's kind of interesting. Wasn't sure if that was part of the conversation that was going on. You know, we'll see what happens. It'll be be interesting to see. Uh, John Buchanan says, I'm watching on an iPad. It looks good. Uh, he says, I can't call in, but it's nice to watch on. Uh, speaking of that, if you guys want to come in and you don't know where to click, just say, I'd like to come in and I can invite you. That's the other way. Uh, you can either request to come in or I can. That's can a little camera in. icon right down in the bottom. Right. Yeah. Is that what that is? I believe that's how that it's not works. as an intuitive here to get your guest in. No, they need a button that says join. Yeah. Join next to subscribe. So, if it's a join. Yeah. 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 So, um, the, uh, so Alan asked, does fire talk record the video audio or, or both for you? It just does video and that is done. Um, but there's audio in the video. <laughs> yeah. And then you just, exactly. You pull it into audacity, pull yeah. the audio out, done. Uh, which is what I'll be doing. Cause I have no backup in this point. So, this gets eaten somewhere, which is really handy in these types of scenarios. That's kind of why I I go full time that way. I let the platform do all the recording, in, in a lot of cases, I'm never lost. I have never lost a recording on Google. So it it you know one of those kinds of things that it's good to just if you're in a remote scenario, you don't have the right equipment, or you're just starting and you want to let the medium. So let Hangouts record it for you, let Fire Talk or whatever, what Huzzah, whatever whatever we're currently using let them record it for you. In a lot of cases, the audio is not the best, but it's not bad. And it's, and for a lot of people, it's good enough. Yeah. And then Alfredo asked, you can extract audio from video via audacity. There is, I think there's a FFmpeg encoder that, yeah, there's, there's some sort of thing you have to plug in, Yep. but when you go to open up the, the video, it'll say, Hey, you need this. Do you want to install it? I think it's, it's that easy. And uh, Rob is coming in. Can you share screens on this thing? Yes, you can. You can. Can I? Uh, ooh, boy, I don't know. Okay. I don't. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Miss Eileen can, uh, oh, there's, it's a share now. So I think now if I click on him, I can invite the guest. So we'll Let's try it he, again. He now is 30 seconds. It's like a game show. <laughs> ooh. And there yes, we, we can hear you. Although I, had to, I, was, I was hoping just to use the uh, default microphone. I think we're on your webcam mic, so you can but put that aside. Yeah. Well, no, now because I, I think I don't. Tap that mic. I'm pretty sure it's not. No. Yeah, nothing. Now we're coming through your webcam mic. We can hear you. Yeah, we hear you. That's fine. Uh, I was wondering, uh, by the way, I had to listen to you last week from the bed. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm doing it's a little good. bit better. But, you know, I'm, I want to do. Uh, I saw that they finally stood up the uh, website for PodFest uh, 2017. Mm. And since I have family in that local area, Dave, I was wondering, I think you said you're going to be involved with that uh, down there? Yes, I'm definitely there. I don't know if they've announced the speakers yet. That's the one down uh, in Florida. But I'm, yeah, and they're going to be showing the finished documentary will be there for the messengers will be part of that um, as well. And, um, but yeah, it was a really good conference last year. It was kind of small, like PodCamp Pittsburgh, um, but there were probably, I think they're going for 500 people this year. So, but uh, Chris Kermitzos, I mean, that's what he does. He puts on events. That's his job. And it was really, really cool. They did a thing where they, you had like 10 people at a table and I was the timer and everybody got a minute to talk about themselves. And then you would basically ring the bell and everybody would move to a different table um, and by doing this in like the span of like 20 to 30 minutes, everybody got to meet everybody. It was amazing. It was really, really cool. Great. Well, I'm definitely going to be looking into going down to that one. Yeah. That's probably the first event that I actually try to attend. Yep. It's fun. 
and uh, I met Kevin, which apparently he did reach out to you um, when was on your show. Um, so, but it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool. Really good speakers uh, last year because um, Danny Pena was there and Glenn the Geek, and then uh, myself. And you, you, uh, Dave, you made the uh, you made the slideshow for the for the website. By the way, you're on I mean, the slideshow. So you know they have a for oh for, nice for podcast 2017. They have a little slideshow from last year. You made the slideshow. So did Glenn the Geek. He's on that. Cool. As well. Yeah. But um, yeah. So and that's how the Messengers documentary started. It was supposed to be just getting interviewed at that podcast, and then it grew and grew and grew. And from what I understand, I got a lot of praise for episode three. If you go to um themessengersdoc.com slash podcast. Uh, you can actually binge listen on all those, but um, bring your hankies. Uh, apparently did a really good job on episode three where we they went down to Guatemala to um, um, record Sean Smith, who does, he's the mobile pro guy. And uh, the stories that came out of that were insane. I was crying listening to them. So it's it was interesting. So Rob, how you feeling, man? How's the... How's the, uh, the body? It's getting a little bit better every day. Uh, my, uh, I was supposed to go in last Monday for surgery on my, for my kidney stones. And I ended up in the hospital actually last Saturday and I got out of the hospital on Thursday. So it's been a, it's been a long week, but, uh, I was able to, uh, thanks to the iPhone and the iPad, I was able to listen to some podcasts while I was laid up in the hospital and, uh, actually had, a was it a, a nur- a couple of nurses were, were laughing as they're taking my vitals as I was listening to the Radio Labyrinth podcast out of Atlanta. So they're like, what are you listening to? Well, I'm like, I'm listening to a podcast. So I have all this stuff coming out of my arms and you know, stuff and all. And, right. and, I'm, and the nurses are like, what's a podcast? Nice. <laughs> so I'm explaining to the hospital staff what podcasts are. So uh, I got a little bit of, a, of an audience growth course there by, uh, by explaining that to them right there. Nice. That's it. Good. Good. Yeah, there's always opportunities, right? Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, and hopefully I'll be able to, I'm going to be taking another week off of work, uh, trying to get my strength back. So hopefully I'll be able to get a new episode of Living the Vet Life out this week. Uh, I feel bad I haven't been able to to get one out. I I think surgery, I I think that's on the list of, you know, acceptable excuses. I'm pretty sure that one's ranks up there at the top. So, yeah, you got a good excuse, Rob. Just make it short, you know, get, get, Give a 10 minute and get it out and get it done. And, yeah. but, uh, that way you don't have to spend too much time on it, but get some rest for sure. Yeah, Thanks. that's it. It feels good to be back uh, sitting up uh, though. And, uh, to be able to listen to this live this week though, it really is. And it does. Right. It does. Cool. Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Good seeing you. Thanks, Thanks. Rob. So yeah, what a, what a, it's a trooper right there. Yeah, man. That's holy cow. But always, yeah, and it's cool. Everywhere you're at, I, I had a guy, uh, my, my license plate is podcast. That's what it says. And so my neighbor came out and he's like, all right, I'm going to ask. And I'm like, what? He goes, I see your license plate. What the heck is a podcast? He goes, I hear about these things. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you have a phone? What what are you interested in? It's a good way. Hey, speaking of that too, uh, license plates, I, you know, we did, I think I talked about this last week, but I made stickers and we threw those on Patreon and I've been getting some good feedback on them. And uh, if I were to do them again, I would have put my website on here somewhere. It just says home gadget geeks, you know, but they're really for our listeners. They're not, intended necessarily to be advertising but um one of my listeners then took a picture of this i sent it with two of my cards right too so i put the cards in the envelope like this these are nice thick vista print cards 
And I put them in there so they wouldn't bend, right? But then the user gets two, you know, my listener gets two of my cards too. Nice. And we send it to him. And uh, one of, I just sent it, uh, one of the listeners took a picture of it and put it on Twitter and then tweeted it out to his whole audience. So it's those kinds of little things that you can do. By the way, these cost me literally 50 cents each, right? And I think right. the next time Sticker Mule, I'll go Sticker Mule, a little thicker, you know, you can stick right. it on a car. Though I wouldn't put this on a car. This would come off for sure. Yeah. But um, and my wife even said, hey, where's my sticker? So it's That's you know, it. it's one of those things, you know, 50 cents each for, I, I, I bought 30. So it cost me $15 to get some stuff that I could hand out. And right. I mean, just get that branding going, get people seeing it. One of the things that I always think about and I don't have is I never have passengers in my car ever. And I should have just just, a, you know, print it off on the printer, you know, school of podcasting, uh, helping you launch podcasts, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Website available on iTunes, because how many times do you park in a parking lot and people walk by your car? Now, it costs you nothing, you know, the ink to print that. And who knows? It's like, so why not use that space? You know, I used to have a big um, magnetic uh, sign on the back of my trunk that said schoolofpodcasting.com. And I had somebody comment on that once uh, in a McDonald's drive-thru. She she pulled him. She goes, do you do podcasting? And I'm like, no, I just have school of podcasting. I'm like, I just love that website so much. Um, so that was kind of funny. But you never know who's, you know, because if you think about it, how many people, you know, they're riding behind you because they're stuck in traffic. Could yeah, be- I, I need to do a better job of just keeping a few of these. You know, I do this with my work card, but I need to keep a few of these in my wallet. Yep. Because yeah, you never know. You just run into people. And, you know, with my card, I tried to jam it. So it's got all the it's got all the information about me and my and my, you know, some branding for my podcasts. Yeah. And then on the back where you can find me, it's harder to see. But these are the various sites that are available. Then you can find me here. There's a little bit, you know, when we think about yeah. Vimeo and, you know, the various sites. So kind of fun. I designed this myself with Vistaprint and some and, you know, whatever comes free on Windows. You, you can do it, too. So you try to I try to get those visual cues, you know, so you try to get that spot in there. We should. Uh, we'll end. Thank, how about we think? Do you have the you have the list of awesome supporters? No, I, uh, I can find that. If you go to schoolpodcasting.com slash awesome, they're they're listed there. Those that have donated a certain amount or above. But yeah, I had all my tabs open and then when I had to reboot, I lost all my tabs. So it's yeah, that's the way it goes. But yes, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and uh, you get bonus content and the after show stuff. And on occasion I throw in just extra stuff just because I'm like, why not? Let's throw this at these guys and uh, gals. Andy, and- Barry, Dale, Frank, Josh, Stargate Pioneer. Yes. Stargate uh, Pioneer, your ears were burning. I mentioned you in my presentation because he gave me a rack um, to store my stuff in. Oh, that kind of rack. Yeah, rack. <laughs> 36C. It's awesome. I said, what? <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Yeah. Uh, very so. very good. And that's that's the $10. That's the $10 a month, folks. That are there, right? Those names I just yes, beautiful. Yeah, very cool. Let let me go ahead and see. I'm really worried about ending the broadcast and starting the after show because what if I lose my audio? Why don't we? Why don't you say like you're ending? Yeah, and then thank you for listening. We'll be here every Saturday. Ask the podcast coach at 10:30 Eastern Standard Time. So thank you, chat room, and we'll be right back.